What's going on, everybody? Freestyle Friday in the building. We got Jersey Drake, and we are ready to talk all things NFL draft. I told you it was going to be a lot of draft talk going into the summer, but more importantly, we've got specifics. Of course, we've got certain guys who are taking their talents to various teams. One guy I want to focus on today, Jermaine Johnson out of FSU, but there's other guys, Deshaun, Deshaun Corbin, you know, went to my Giants, want to talk about him, and then some other hits and misses throughout the ACC that we're going to discuss. And I think, you know, I want to check on FSU. So I brought my boy, Jersey Drake, in the building, and we're going to have a good time. Are you ready? It's Friday. Let's do this. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I did not bring Jersey Drake on the field, so we're just sitting here pretty. There he is, Jersey Drake in the building. Let's do this. All right, guys, I hope you are having a great start to your day. I'm Candace Cooper, Jersey Drake. He is Locked On Seminoles, host with his crew, and we are getting ready for what should be a fun-filled show. I hope you guys listen to us each and every day for up to 30 minutes. You make us your first listen and your first watch because we are both on YouTube, and we love to get down to YouTube so you can see our lovely faces. Jersey Drake, been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Without a dope beat to step to. How you doing, friend? I'm doing good, man. I miss you. I'm, even though I ain't gonna, I'm a little uh, disappointed you didn't put the uh, I'm back, Michael Jordan, you know, kind of like letter out there when he came back to come on. But no, I've missed you. I've missed our freestyle Fridays. Yeah. Just glad you know you're having back on the side right now. Listen, I'm so excited just to be able to have good conversation. There's been so much, you know, happening with the ACC, but I haven't, I wish I would have been on during the Final Four and getting to talk junk by NCAA tournament. As you guys have heard, I had JJ Jackson on, and of course, we talked about the ultimate game when it came to basketball. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it's pretty good. I know he's over it, but I'm not. I'm I'm going to relish that one until, you know, we're blue in the face. Oh, he's not over it. You can tell by his voice. You know. <laughs> Come on. I, I want to be able to hold that down. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I gave all the compliments to Duke because I think they have a beautiful puppy that they give to Coach K. That was so cute to me. But neither here nor there. What we're talking about on today's show, we could go all day about sides. But that's what we do here on Freestyle Friday. It is NFL Draft Talk. We know Jermaine Johnson, our guy, your guy, really, who came to FSU, pretty much took over the scene with his gangsteline, and now decided to lead that team and get himself called up. And he is going to be one of the best linebackers ever. Defensive ends. Defensive ends. Excuse me. There it is. Sorry, it's been a long day. It's Defensive okay. ends ever to play the game. Am I calling it now, or is it too early? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if it's too early because that's something that I wouldn't bet against him for that primarily because when he transferred from from UGA, you only heard about the intense work that he had. Yeah. I mean, if you know his entire story, he's from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, went to a Juco at last chance you with, you know, coach Jason Brown over there and then went to UGA for a year. And then he had his one shot, one opportunity at Florida state with a team that particularly wasn't good the year before and wasn't really that good this past season. But overall, like it's show he showcased that he's an elite run stopper for one thing. And then when he actually is asked to be a, a pass rusher, he showed out with, I think, 12 and a half sacks overall. And he was the leader of not only the defense, but also in the locker room, which was extremely much needed after all the uh, transfers in and out of the program. And to me, he single-handedly had the greatest impact, I think, of any Florida State player ever in a single year. Yeah, I mean, that's really a lot to say, a very, very hot take, especially because of Florida State. And I wonder how much being a Florida State Seminole helped his stock. And I know 
Florida State's not the Florida State of old. We get that. But there's still a lot behind the name and the brand, right? So him being there, taking over, and really leading a team like that, it's not not lost on me why he got more of a shot, more of a look, and maybe why he got his opportunity in the first round being the 26th pick for the New York Jets. I mean, I think the only reason why his uh, draft stock, I guess, like not well, to me, originally I had him going at 14 to the Baltimore Ravens because I mm-hmm. knew that they had a, a huge need at Ed Rusher. But they drafted Kyle Hamilton, and then they grabbed someone else like further down the line. I think they grabbed Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I saw that drop, I'm like, why is he dropping? Is it because of the suit, the outfit he wore for draft day wasn't that great? But no, <laughs> The I'm, one for ACC kickoff was fire as hell. The let's, one for ACC kickoff was, oh, yo, that man's got... There's the drip king right there, but no, I think primarily you heard these concerns about his character and everything. And I was like, no, I just think it was something that basically cave on Thibodeau, like the giants really wanted them. So most likely they probably put out there that he has character concerns. He's not in love with the sport of football or like on our show, Max kind of put a great point to where I don't understand why we hold these athletes to a sort of standard where they have to continuously think about football, eat, sleep in that like 24, 7, 365. So to me overall, that just seems to be, he was a victim of basically a historic run of wide receivers. I think there were six selected before him, eight total in the first round. Mm-hmm. And just overall, like the brand still holds weight because we're still, even after a five and seven season, even though we've only won eight games in two years, that he still was a top first round pick overall. Even only had in front of him Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. And you know what's crazy to me is I think this draft this year was especially one where you just couldn't call it. Like, I think, you know, there were certainly some that stuck out for sure. But overall, every time you were getting to see Roger Goodell up there, you're like, who who could it be? Because you look at every team, there's almost damn near a need for everybody. And then I started, that's why I was struggling with Sam Howell and I was going through the list. I was like, do they need a quarterback for real? Kind of not really. And I was looking at Jermaine Johnson and people like he's dropping. I'm like, but sometimes dropping ultimately is the best thing for you. And I think the coach head coach is a coach Sala. Is it Sala? Yeah. Robert Sala. And like, I think Robert Sala is a great coach for Jermaine Johnson, like being a defensive minded coach and just the way his energy, you know, can be felt through watching images on social media. I feel like that's almost the best place for him. I think that's the, probably the second base, best place for him because I do love Robert Sala. The only reason why I say mm. this is because like I I lived in Baltimore for four years and mm. I've seen how that entire organization actually cultivates really first round talent. Yeah. And to me, if you had paired him with Adolfi away, the other defensive end actually at Baltimore, that he that that would have been just scary. But overall, the Jets I think are basically having a change in the guard. It might yeah. not be on the offense side of the ball, but I do love their picks in Sauce Gardner. I do love also that they grab. Jermaine Johnson too and overall like that's and Garrett Wilson like that to me it's a haul and it's kind of mm-hmm. funny how the best drafts came from both New York teams who haven't <laughs> been able to do that damn good at all period when it comes to drafting let's talk about it because I truly believe that there were some teams that were like okay we've got a new regime we have new energy let's make sure we get the kind of talent that we've had historically and now you find New York Jets and New York Giants both trying to compete in a very competitive market. And I think Jermaine Johnson is the perfect guy to be in that storm of a lot of eyes after being at Florida State. Everyone has the pressure of wanting you to step up early, make immediate impact, all of that jazz. And then certainly, you got none to lose. There's nowhere to go but up. Like He's going to eat <laughs> He's going to eat in the market. I mean, I mean right. that infectious smile and then people say, yeah. oh, he's too cocky, or too confident. I'm like, don't you want your best player to have yes. that sort of air about him? Especially – especially in the market like New York, where they yeah. will eat you alive if you don't say a word. You look at how Matt Harvey's situation went down with the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. You look at you look at the opposite. 
you know, Derek Jeter, he kind of like fed off that. Or A-Rod, where basically he was really, hey, you want someone that actually is able to just, you know, embrace the culture over there. And Jermaine Johnson, he did it before in Tallahassee where we were a starving fan base for a star that we haven't had in such a long time. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just said that he was the, he is the most important seminal probably in the past decade because of what he left behind. And hopefully maybe, you know, I'll turn something else. But Jermaine, I think is definitely going to be, it's going to be Hall of Famer. I'm almost going to say it right now. So a hot take of the day. Ooh, I love that. And it, well, listen, at the end of the day, every elite athlete is some sort of crazy. Like you have to be a little bit of brash in terms of you think you're the hot, you're the greatest thing walking. Because if not, how the hell do you do your sport at such an elite level? Like, let's just keep that a band. But we move on. We talk about some other people because I want to make sure that we get some opinions from Jersey Drake here when it comes to some other top draft Round one talent. But first, we all know summer is coming. And I know, ladies and fellas, you're trying to get that body right. And with summer, you're going to need food on the go. You're going to be traveling, going to be doing road trips. Maybe you're going to fly. Maybe you're going to go on a vacation. Whatever you're going to do, I hope you have your built bars packed and ready to go, including your built bar puffs. Listen, 100% covered in real chocolate. It means that built bar can be healthy and you can enjoy a delicious treat. Puffs are so good. They got that banana cream pie and even churro flavors. I mean, churro, let's be real, 140 calories. Sign me up any day. Built Bar makes something for everyone, though. So if you don't like, you know, a little churro action, maybe like Cherry Garcia, maybe like a little brownie, maybe like double chocolate and go. The list can truly go on. They're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're rocking and rolling here. Jersey Drake in the building on this Freestyle Friday. And, of course, we are talking about the NFL draft. We just talked about Jermaine Johnson, but he was not the only first-round draft pick out of the ACC. Let's start with the top. Iki Ikwanu from NC State. The top dog, who a lot of people have been talking about throughout the entire draft process, thought he was going to go first round, but ended up being the sixth pick going to North Carolina, staying at home, Charlotte guy, going to the Carolina Panthers. And truly, it's sad to me a little bit because I have grown up clearly in the Carolinas and seen the Cam Newton era and just think about, damn, what if he had an icky (laughs) blocking for him? how the story might be different. And I know Cam Newton rumored to maybe stay in North Carolina and decide to play as a backup, maybe. or no, he's not going to do oh, We'll see. Listen, you see, after a while, you start to get that feedback, you're going to want a job. You're going to want a couple million. True. And I mean, <laughs> and I, his outfits definitely aren't cheap. I mean, I, that's okay. definitely, definitely damn true. But, like, I mean, Ike Kwanu, I actually – I took his over four and a half because I was pretty sure that y'all were actually going to take Evan Neal four, which mm. surprisingly got him over at eight. So y'all hit, hit a home run with that. But Ike Kwanu is definitely someone that's going to be, there's not a lot of players, especially offensive line, where you can just plug them in and then you're set at that spot for 10 to 15 years. Like a mm-hmm. Joe Thomas was that, a Joe Staley mm-hmm. too as well. And Ike Kwanu is that. And if you look at his tape actually against Jermaine Johnson, they were kind of going neck and neck, toe to toe. Like there were some yeah. reps that, you know, Icky won and some reps that Jermaine won. And overall, like when you're able to contain or even like somewhat, I guess, alleviate the pressure when it comes from one of the top three defensive ends, number two on my board personally, like overall, that's someone that, listen, I mean, I know y'all drafted also. I think y'all drafted Matt Corral too, the same thing, right? So to me, that's someone like Carolina Panthers. Yes. 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 <laughs> Not <Carolina> me. <laughs> Sorry about that. But that's someone that definitely that Matt Corral is going to be like, okay, I'm glad that you're blocking my back. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, because if you think about it, the quarterback position is definitely not decided going into the preseason, and it's not decided probably going into the season. I think Sam Darnold, there's still Baker Mayfield rumors. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, but they're damn sure going to have a great Iki Iquanu in them. Okay, let's talk about number 17 pick, Zion Johnson, another great offensive lineman. He is taking his talents to the Los Angeles Chargers, which, hell, great for Justin Herbert. I already think the Chargers were on a roll, and they're sneakily a team that's going to be one that you keep a lookout for. But Zion Johnson addition is certainly going to help matters. Yeah, when you pair him and the, the traffic from last year, Slater from Northwestern, that's an offensive line that, quite honestly, that's just it's just beefy, man. And then with <laughs> and in Boston College overall, like I mean, they they perennially produce offensive linemen at a clip that it's like them, Iowa, and Wisconsin. That's like where you mm-hmm. want to get your offensive linemen from overall. I mean, he's super athletic. He's someone you run and pull because I know Austin Eckler definitely does do you know a lot of their stuff with their offense. Mm-hmm. And then also, like you see with Justin Herbert, the kick can move. He's got yeah. he's got a cannon of an arm, and yeah, the Chargers overall. So long as Brandon Staley doesn't try to get too cute with some of his play calling and try to get too analytical, they actually probably should could, should make some noise next year. <laughs> we love a coach who does too much. Like there's some coaches that we wish would do more, but sometimes you're too smart for your own good, and that definitely has been the Chargers in situation. I ain't gonna hold you. I, I completely agree. And then we've got our 20th pick in the first round, Kenny Pickett going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did you bet wrong on this one? I don't know why you're holding your hands to your face if you are watching on YouTube. But Jersey Drake, talk to me about this one. I'm a Steelers fan. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel it. Okay. I am not the biggest fan of Kenny Pickett. And I think Henton said this the best way possible. I think on the earlier shows, mm-hmm. I am extremely wary of a quarterback who was very, you know, average, you know, slightly above average for the majority of his career. And then out of nowhere has like a huge spike, especially mm-hmm. because that we now see with Jordan Addison, who is going to be the number one receiver next year. Like, I don't know if I have as much faith in Kenny Pickett. And me personally, I think the Steelers have, for the past probably like five seasons have not been able to kind of like actually capitalize on a good QB. Like Lamar Jackson was there for taking four years ago. And we said, no, nah, we're good. Nope. No, no uh, pop on a beach, boy, the beach product for us right here. So overall, like to me with Kenny Pickett, it's just, I don't, I don't have faith in the kid. I really honestly don't. And I know like Nick Faribault is looking probably be listening to this. I don't care, man. I just, I, I that, to me, that's someone that you probably, this is a draft class that you could have grabbed a QB much later. Like Carson Strong, for some reason, didn't go drafted. Malik mm-hmm. Willis went in the fourth round. Sam Howe was in the fourth round. Fifth I would take round. fifth round. I would take any of them over Kenny Pickett. And I know he had the highest really? season, but like to me, it's like he's going to be Matt Moore. He's going to be a perennial backup QB. And I know he's probably going to clip this and put it in, you know, his little montage <laughs> when he went to the MVP. So, you know, congrats, Kenny. But like overall, to me, I'm just not super stoked on the pick. And that's probably the best way to put it. You know, I think it speaks for itself when a guy takes all four years to really develop and take off, especially when you just talk about the elitism of the NFL. You have to be great very early, very early. And people have to see that within you very quickly. And there was never any conversations his sophomore, his junior year that, like, that guy's got it. And that's usually what it is for quarterbacks, right? It's like, why yeah. is he wasting his time after junior year? He needs to go ahead and declare. Or, you know, of the like, he just really wanted to go his senior year. That's just not the way – the engine runs anymore when it comes to college athletics. So say all that to say, I think it's interesting that Kenny stayed as long as he did. I'm happy for him that he got this great season, but just the way we saw this draft play out, wasn't nobody chomping at the bit for a quarterback period. (laughs) I think take the hometown kid, you develop him. 
you've got Mason Rudolph in the conversation and then oh, who else? <laughs> you know, like who who else you got in the conversation for the quarterback room? Listen, man, if 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 I'm you know GM Tolbert, I would go out there maybe go get me Jimmy G. I would rather have Jimmy okay. G at this point over. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy I, I, over I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, crap all over the kids, you know, dreams and resume and everything else. I mean, he had a phenomenal season, no questions asked. But overall, like, to me, there's a difference between being very good in college yeah. and then being a pro-style quarterback. Mitch Trubisky, are you listening? <laughs> oh, he's he's actually on our roster, too. <laughs> he you is. Stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know He's what? also competing for the starting job. I forgot about him. Yes. Yes. Like. Because he had just a rant. Well, no, let's let's preface this by saying Mitch Busey should have never gone as high as he did. <laughs> never in a million years. I don't know what they saw. I know what they saw, but he should have never gone as high as he did. Now all of a like he's spending the rest of his career trying to prove that he was worthy of said pick, right? I think that's just the rest of his, what it's going to play out to be. Kimmy, although it's still 20th pick, it's still the first round. That's still a lot of chunk change in comparison to what other people got. So the pressure of living up to the first round hype is definitely sitting on the backs of Kenny Pickett, and he's trying to get that monkey to take off this season. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. And he's coming up after Ben Roethlisberger. Who no pressure. Some, which, no pressure, which, I, I mean, that sucks, kid, but you're going up after who many people say is the best QB that was that the franchise ever had, arguably since, you know, Terry Bradshaw, even better than him. So overall, now, that's but, but Okay, but wait. He definitely had to come behind Dan and Marino at Pitt. Broke some of Dan Marino's records, so he's used to having to come behind Hall of Famers. I'm did, just, I'm just, I'm, did okay, he? This is me, Devil's Advocate. All right, did he? Did he? I can tell you, I can tell your mom's a lawyer. Did he? Uh, did, did he <laughs> break them because he broke them? Like you know, with the you know yard, or did he break them because he was there for much longer? Oh my gosh! See, now you're gonna make me go to break because I just why you do that? That's not nice. He, no, you know, if, you, if, if you're there long <laughs> enough, the records will come down. You know that's terrible, but I see your point. Hey, I raise you a glass because that that's a very good touche, my friend. Now, <laughs> when it comes to the first round, again, there are certainly some great picks in there. We're gonna talk a little bit about a couple couple other standouts and maybe. You know, we talked with AJ Black about guys who didn't get drafted, but they were a couple surprises. Maybe we'll save that for next time, though. It just depends on how I feel. Free South Friday, we're rocking and rolling. But Jersey Drake, you mentioned that you bet on Iki Iquanu in terms of his plus four for where he got drafted. I'm not really a better when it comes to those certain things, but I just didn't know how many options there is when it comes to betting, period. But clearly, it's because I haven't spent too much time or I need to spend more time on Bet Online. It's the number one sport, number one source. There it is for all of my sports betting needs. I can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball draft conversations, and more. Bet Online is your continued resource for all of the wagering info, live betting, playoff esports, and anything else your heart truly desires. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, friends, we are wrapping up the show here. I'm gonna land this plane, and there are a couple of good guys here that we still want to mention for the draft, but we have all summer to talk about some of the ones. I want to mention though Andrew Booth, who from Clemson Normally, we're talking about Clemson guys, top first round. We're talking about some dogs. We've had very much high, been high on a lot of Clemson players the last couple of years. Interesting to see Andrew Booth go in the second round for you, or were you kind of like, eh, the way the season played out, it's like it was likely. 
I had him heading into the year as like a fringe first round pick, primarily because I think we all watched the Ohio State game that he was in. And I'm like, oh, my man's my man's getting cooked. I mean, I have a good time right now. But yeah. I mean, the talent definitely is there. And to me, I think 42 is probably a really good spot for him too. And he he's going to the Vikings, and the Vikings love them some Clemson DBs. They had Mackenzie Alexander there for the very like the longest time, and he's going to be a good, great player for them. And just to me, it's interesting that in a year that Clemson still won 10 games, they had not a single player in the first round. Yeah. And one of the players who was probably supposed to be in the first round, a very good wide receiver, Justin Ross is who AJ Black and I spent a lot of time on being a shocking surprise and not getting drafted at all. We'd love to get your thoughts here, Jersey Drake, about Justin and how you think he'll fare in the NFL, if at all. Uh, this is one that t- it's tough because if he left, like there are certain players that you see them their first year and like, okay, this kid just, to just not be playing over with a bunch of teenagers right now. He was that <laughs> talented. A and man then, amongst boys. <laughs> and then when I heard he was undrafted, I'm like, okay, there's got to be something up. And I completely forgot he had that, even that spinal injury. Mm-hmm. And overall, like to me, that's not surprising he, he didn't get drafted because it's really hard to – it'd be difficult for me, and this is why I'm not general manager, to sign a kid like that mm-hmm. when he has a, a condition that if he does get popped, if he does get hit the wrong way, that he potentially could be paralyzed lose the ability to walk, even maybe lose his life. So that's a little more of a difficult sign for me. To me, if he passes his medicals through the, through the Chiefs, then you know what? Then give him a shot because him with Patrick Mahomes, right? that's – If this is the roster you remember, that's, that's fun TV right there. Yeah. That's what you would tune in for. 100%. You know, I think it's crazy. I mean, last season we saw a couple of plays where guys got popped and got their bell rung and it was just like lights out from either concussions or other things. And I'm always hesitant because, you know, we, we do talk about football is a very dangerous sport. And so I get wanting your story to be different and wanting to have that outcome. But I also am very much team health and wealth. There's a whole lot of life after football. So I hopefully he just has the right people around him as he takes these shots and makes takes these opportunities ahead of him. Now, a couple of people that we wanted to mention as well, Sam Howell, Obviously went in the fifth round, a little bit surprised by that. But he had a couple teammates go in the fifth round as well. Tyler Ch- Ty Chandler, who was going to the Vikings, as well as Andrew Booth. And then he also had Marcus McKeithen, who will join the New York Giants with his good pal, Josh Azudu. I had a great time talking with Patricia Trainer on the Locked on Giants podcast. If you have not yet checked that out, please do. We got a great chance to talk about a dynamic duo, allegedly. <laughs> Going to the Giants for the offensive line. I'm, I convinced myself by the end of the show that I'm excited about it. I don't know. Yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the offseason talk. I, that's the offseason talk. I mean, hey, you got Jay Sean Corbin too. He's going to the Giants yeah. right now as an undrafted free agent, and he's Speaking definitely going to be. I mean, hey, listen, you just get just get him on the uh, the Saquon thigh plan over there, the quad plan. Listen, there's 20 uh, running backs in the room right now, but I'm sure if you know he fights hard enough, he can make himself a little practice squad spot, or he can find himself being a good backup. You know, we had Brita, we have Barkley. Can Barkley stay healthy? That would be the biggest question. But I mean, everyone's going to have to help Daniel Jones as much as they can. How do you feel about Corbin's ability to be a receiver in the backfield? He's got really damn good hands, and he also has really damn good vision, too. And something with Jason Corbin that in the open field, he's just fun to watch. And he's someone that has a really, really, you know, great little stutter step that he guys should be able to utilize. I don't know. If you can't see me, folks, I'm trying to get like on camera. But that made my day. <laughs> but he's someone that, um, uh, like, to me, he's got that home run speed that you want out of a running back. Like, yeah. the moment, like, he goes through the last DB, the last linebacker, that man's gone for six. And that's someone that, folks, if you – I'm pretty sure not, most of you watched the Notre Dame FSU game. Watch his touchdown run from that. 
And I guarantee each and every single one of you will get chills from that because that's a kid that he's just so damn fast. And the words, you know, in Super Bad, where Seth Rogen's character is like, that's the fastest kid alive. He might be one of the fastest kids men alive. Like, he's yeah. just that great, like, actually, probably overall. And honestly, the Giants need speed more than anything else. Like, I appreciate um, Saquon and his ability to get us a couple extra yards here and there. And I appreciate sometimes that he goes for six himself. But can he do that for the entire season? Good Lord. Oh, Lord only knows, right? Lord yeah, only knows. The team can tell you that he won't. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much more to talk about throughout the rest of the summer. It's a lot of guys, a lot of rounds, a lot of predictions as we head into the fall. Florida State, how are we going to fare? A lot of transfer news. Maybe there's more so of how Coach Norvell is going to do. I can't wait to have these summer conversations with the Drizzy Drake. But until next time, we're going to leave people with a little meat on the bone. Where can they find you, follow all your work? Uh, y'all can follow me at tally underscore Drake. As you can see below, if you're watching this YouTube, you can follow my co-host at Max Moody 17. You can follow my other co-host, David Wise at FSU Knowles. The FSU is like a five in the end, like a nine <laughs> or something. He's like, he's like 50. So like he can, he's, he does not use Twitter. Bless and you can sorry. follow us at Knowles Anonymous. And basically that's where we engage with our, with our fans, find themes for our episodes for our mandatory mailbag Mondays. And as always, we're uh, fans first, people second, podcasters third. And shout out to Zach Tom, who was one of my top five linemen, getting picked number 140. No doubt about it, guys. Make sure you come back on Monday. We'll have Kenton Gibbs in the building as we address some of this NFL talk. You know, he got opinions for days, and that's all good because we've got a lot to go over. Maybe we'll get a little preview of the Devin Leary conversation. I've been hearing murmurs that he's the best quarterback in the country. So I'd love to get his thoughts because that's a very interesting take here for me. But for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, we hope you guys have a great weekend. Until next time.